0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com
1: and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Monday night of Breaking with Brett Jensen. That's right. I got a show tonight. There is no Mac Brown Live, so telephone numbers as always, 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And if you guys have been following me on Twitter, you would have seen first about the massive brawls that took place Friday night at Harding University High School as well as West Charlotte High School and the only place that would have posted the video of the massive brawl. Follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen like I always tell you. So we have a very special show tonight, and it involves Trisha Cotham. Trisha Cotham is going to be joining me for a long interview about the budget and a couple of other things. But Trisha Cotham, as you may or may not know, she's a North Carolina representative that was elected as a Democrat. And then about six months after the fact, switched to the Republican Party because she says she was getting just treated horrifically by her fellow Democrats. And she figured, well, if I'm going to get treated like this, I might as well join the Republicans. So she joined the Republicans that gave the Republicans a supermajority, and she has been widely considered to be not the most famous politician in North Carolina, but the second most famous politician in North Carolina, and by far the most famous Republican politician in North Carolina. So Representative Tricia Cotham now joins me, and first of all, I'm going to say, Tricia, thanks for doing this. And second of all, when the budget finally got passed, was it just more like a huge sigh of relief?
1: You know, to be really honest, it was such an intensive process with emotions all over the place and all these different proposals coming and then being pulled out and then coming back. I suspect that my colleagues and I are still in a bit of disbelief that it's actually over and done and starting to get into that excitement process of this budget because it is a good budget for North Carolina and one that shows bipartisan support to keep North Carolina on forward um, for growth, for people to raise a family, for companies to come and invest in North Carolina. And so, yes, it was a long ordeal, as budgets always are, um, but it was well worth it in the end.
0: Talking with North Carolina Representative Tricia Cotham here on Breaking with Brad Jensen. And- Tricia, the casinos, that was the big headlines about the budget from beginning to end, whether or not they would be included into the budget or not. There was a big riff in the middle of the Republican Party about this. Did you ever think the budget would actually get done because of this whole casino mess?
1: It it certainly was very concerning to me. Um, You know, I, I understand where casinos can be good for economic development in certain areas, and we've seen that in our western part of North Carolina, but the casino proposal did kind of come out of the blue and caught many of us off guard and it was a very fast and process. We we did learn information as it was coming out, but it was a relief when leadership and I credit Speaker Moore for this of saying, you know, this is causing too much division in our caucus and we're not going to do this major issue right now. And I certainly didn't want the casino debate and all the hype in the media with casinos to take away from the many good things in this budget, first and foremost, school choice. This is the largest universal expansion of school choice in North Carolina. I am proud to have written this legislation and seen it through. I started this in 2010, which a lot of people don't realize, but North Carolina is on the the national mark for this. And, of course, there are many other good things in the budget and did not want casinos to take away all of the the many good things. And I don't know if we will revisit that issue again. It wouldn't surprise me, but for now, it's, it's not a topic.
0: Talking with North Carolina Representative Tricia Cotham here on Breaking with Brett Jensen. And Tricia, Mint Hill got a lot of funding. You know, Mint Hill, Pineville, Davidson, a lot of these towns seem to fly under the radar. Matthews, Huntersville, Cornelius, they seem to get a lot more attention of the towns. So with Mint Hill getting so much funding, were you 100% responsible for Mint Hill getting all that funding?
1: Yes, I am responsible for that. And all lawmakers have the responsibility of bringing back money to their districts and i take that very very seriously and started early in the year the the first time mint hill and i the town um, we met was in early february i believe and we started having these ongoing conversations and i would hear from constituents of their interest or what they thought was important talking with our police officers there are various parts of Mint Hill because that is the town that I fully represent and then some unincorporated parts of Mecklenburg County um, so Mint Hill did do well and I hate to judge it as that town that is already physically responsible thanks to the mayor and the leadership in the town but adding um, for example 16 million dollars for a community center Matthews got that community center years ago. I was a part of that when I represented Matthews and now Mint Hill is going to get one. The Mint Hill Historical Society. We have a lot of great nonprofits in Mint Hill that people aren't aware of that allow the town to focus the town money on other areas because these nonprofits are so tremendous. So for example, um our Chamber of Commerce is a nonprofit and they wanted to have money to have internships and what a great experience, especially if we can use nearby community colleges and universities. So I put funding in for them. I put in funding for our Mint Hill Police Department and, and their requests They um, wanted body cameras. You know, we hear about that in the news about how important that is. So I made sure that they're getting body cameras. They needed just general maintenance to their facility from carpeting to roofing. So they're going to get that. They wanted more um, side-by-side all-terrain vehicles. They're going to get that. And I take tremendous pride in helping my hometown and, and helping my constituents because that is what the work we are supposed to do and we are supposed to as legislators find a way unfortunately many lawmakers in the other party will just say well i didn't have access to it or you know i couldn't get anything done because i was in the minority and and I, i take great offense to that because let's not forget i served in the minority and I still brought back projects to the district. And so I, I don't accept that excuse. And But I am excited for the town and, and for all of Mecklenburg County. It's not just the town, but there are various initiatives that you will see funded.
0: Talking with North Carolina Representative Trisha Cotham and Trisha, look, there are a lot of things in this budget that have gained a lot of publicity and we'll get to those in a minute but I want to talk to you first. Is there something that's not getting publicity in this bill that you think should or something that you're proud of?
1: Yeah. I mean, like here, here locally, I'm a big believer in sports and athletics and um, really helping kids. And so I, I worked hard to try to provide different funding to area organizations that are close to my district or within my district to help give kids more access sports i'll just give you an example the mint hill athletic association is getting 1.3 million dollars and it's going to change the organization forever as it should and if anyone's ever played local ball from baseball to basketball you know that we're pretty good in mint hill um and so just to be able to provide that funding where so many times that like for example in then they're having to do fundraisers car washes barbecue plates just to have a field that looks decent and to be able to help is just something that's near and dear to my heart as a former coach and watching many of my former students play there um you know we have some other unique sporting opportunities here in charlotte with the big tennis center that's coming being a part of that supporting our rugby team here in Charlotte so there's a lot of different things and you'll see more coming in the short session where we can do more in other areas you see a commitment to um, esports robotics just so many different things to keep kids engaged and you know not everybody likes sports not everybody likes something but trying to support as much as possible or give grants back to local communities so that they can make those decisions and you know a budget for mecklenburg county or wake county can be very different for those down east and one of the, the biggest expenses that so many members have to try to overcome is just getting money for water and sewer That's not something we have to think about in Mecklenburg County, but in many of my colleagues' districts, they need 20 to $30 million, even if it's just for a small town that I suspect many people have never even heard of. That's a really big deal and will help grow the the town and the area and hopefully the whole region. Um, Airports, again, another huge economic development item in North Carolina, really supporting them course there's always road transportation funding absolutely critical more details will will come out on that um i'm very proud for what this budget does in education of course we mentioned uh my baby as i call it the opportunity scholarship project but putting more money in for school bus drivers clearing lunch debt for children and um you know so that kids don't have lunch debt creating the opportunity to have more school nurses there's just so many different things that we have done I think they're really good increasing funding for our community colleges helping UNC Charlotte and Central Piedmont helping our libraries here in Mecklenburg Um, so great things and it, it is a very long document but as time goes on people will learn even more and I think they will be proud of their representatives. I certainly am proud of my colleagues, of both parties who supported this budget.
0: Okay, so when we come back, we'll have more with Tricia Cotham about the North Carolina budget, teacher pay raises, and what are the Democrats saying about this particular bill? There's a lot of other things that we're going to get into. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at
1: KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
0: News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this special edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen on this Monday night, 704-570-1110. As always, you can call the show and make sure you guys follow me on Twitter slash X at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And we're going to continue our interview with Trisha Cotham, state representative, represents the Mint Hill area, Eastern Charlotte area. And she gained a lot of national fame back in April when she switched from the Democrat Party to the Republican Party because of a lot of the stuff that she says that she was getting a private attacks and threats and stuff like that from fellow Democrats. So we're talking about the budget that just passed last Friday and some of the things that are in it. So, Tricia, earlier you talked about a bipartisan vote. How many Democrats voted for it and what are the Democrats that voted against it? What are they saying?
1: I believe there are about six to seven Democrats who um, are free thinkers and know that this budget is a good budget and it's good for their district. And ultimately, any lawmaker should vote his or her conscience and what's good for the district. Um, so there were some Democrats who voted with the Republicans locally. I would like to give a shout out to Representative Carla Cunningham, who's one of those lawmakers who saw the investment, I believe, in mental health and in healthcare, Medicaid expansion and raises for state employees and teachers and she joined the Republicans and voted yes. Unfortunately, due to these Democrats um, willing to stand up for what they believe in is right, they are getting tortured and hated on lying, challenged, nasty letters just just pure it's just awful hatred coming from within their own party um, shaming them and that kind of hits close to home. We might know why, so I certainly uh, can relate to that and and that's unfortunate that's how the Democratic Party is treating. Um, These individuals who are simply doing their job for their district. They should be applauded for that instead of being villainized Um, To answer your question about this theme of Democrats during the debate the theme was Unfortunately pretty much always the same number one the process complaining about the process and I, I believe in politics There's a rule if you're arguing over process you are losing and there was lots of complaints about the process. Many people saying, you know, backroom deals. I'd like to know where that backroom is because I saw a lot of members of both parties walk in and out just to watch and observe the process, to split notes, to text appropriations chair to really work their bills. So for Democrats to say, you know, they, they weren't involved, um, they didn't make themselves involved. They didn't work hard enough to go and find solutions instead just offering complaints and excuses that's unacceptable to me i I think the things that stood out locally here representative wesley harris who is a candidate for our state treasurer he really reined in on how terrible it is to cut taxes he spent a tremendous amount of his time on the floor talking about how bad it is to cut taxes and that we are destroying North Carolina. Now this budget does cut taxes. It reduces, it's gonna be the largest cut in our personal income tax that we've ever seen or capping the franchise tax for small businesses, revealing the, the privilege tax. Um, there's a lot of great things that are happening, but Democrats definitely opposed to any tax breaks. They, they made it very clear they want to raise taxes lots of um trouble over opportunity scholarship project which again was mine they just want to give more money more money to schools and you know we are committed to helping our public schools but that also is a local issue as well that a lot of people don't seem to understand that the theme of the democrats is this this is just failing north carolina that we're just not doing enough not doing enough and you know i kept thinking in my head then then what are you doing what are you bringing to the table what are your solutions if it's just going to be throw more money more money more money i mean we all know in the real world that is just not that is just not practical and it's not accountable and to our taxpayers and that's just a very big difference i think among the two parties There was lots of opposition to teacher raises. Um, We are raising our our teacher pay over two years, and lots of talk that that wasn't good enough. But I guess the Democrats forget the facts. When the Democrats were in charge, the teacher pay raise was roughly 3.9%, which is actually much less (laughs) than what the Republicans are offering but oh how we forget history Um, so it's just very unfortunate to to hear all of the the negativity and just going against so many great things that are going to help communities all throughout North Carolina and you know again the hypocrisy of the Democrats talking forever about Medicaid expansion and how important it is and then Most of them voted against that, voted against these teacher raises, voted against uh, pay raises for highway patrol and law enforcement, voted against mental health programs all over the state, voted against so many different things that you often hear them advocate for, like workforce development or housing, supporting our court system. They voted no, and so they will be held accountable to their districts
0: talking with representative Trisha Cotham and we're up against the break, but look, everyone understands that teachers should always be getting paid more. And even if there was an 8% raise, it would not have been enough. Governor Cooper, I think wanted an 18% raise for teachers. And I just don't know how that's feasible. He might as well have said a 50% raise for teachers, but people are always going to be happy with a lot of different things. They're going to be happy with some things, unhappy with other things. That's just the way it is. And Unfortunately, that's the way it's always going to be. There's never going to be 100% uniformity in people being happy. So when we come back, I'll continue my interview with Representative Tricia Cotham. Right now, let's swing on over to the WBT Newsroom with Anna Erickson. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Monday night edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen. And it is a very special edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen as Representative Trisha Cotham joins me for an exclusive interview to talk about the budget. We spoke to her during the first two segments, and so now let's wrap things up in this final segment with Trisha Cotham. So, Trisha, we've talked about a lot of things, but one of the things we haven't talked about, and I gotta be honest with you, I'm a novice when it comes to this whole budget stuff. Explain to me and the listeners the process of actually putting this budget together. Is it something that takes several months that starts at the very beginning or halfway through the session or towards the very end? Like what goes into actually making the budget? And then also this Friday night at 1201 thing, what was up with that?
1: Sure. It is a, a long process, and we are in right now what we call our long session. So every odd number year like this in 2023 is our long session where we do the big budget for the entire state for two years. We will come back in the sh- what we call our short session, that's even number years, or the best way to remember it, election year, where we will make adjustments, tweaks, to a budget so we will go through a modified of this again next year um, since I'm a senior lawmaker and have been here a long time I start with the budget right away from the start whereas many members don't do that I start really building a file talking with my constituents talking with town leaders trying to just have dialogue and conversation Really, looking at our numbers within the state and where we are with our revenue projections, just kind of thinking of where I think we will be as a state and I start building my own list and files for this now, this is not something i I doubt that many members do, but I take this process very seriously because it is one of the biggest things we do. In the North Carolina General Assembly, um, then your people are appointed to what's called the Appropriations Committee, and you will see people file bills for legislation appropriating seventy-five thousand dollars to Mint Hill Parks, let's say, um, and then that will get filed. It may be heard in an official committee, it may not be, but it's still present, and a member should know how to work. His or her budget appropriation request and that means talking with those who are in leadership who are chairs of the appropriations task and you know it's kind of that saying this the squeaky wheel um, gives the grease and you have to really keep working it and be persistent and unfortunately many people don't do that and they just want to sit back and complain when it's time for the vote and I don't accept complaints I look for Solutions, But it is a very long process. You remember, we have two chambers. So you have to get the House to agree, the Senate to agree, but the House makes its own budget first um, this year, showing our priorities and what we see and what we want as the, the House. The Senate does the same. And then it goes to what we call a conference. And if there are things we agree on, then we mark it off like agreed and it's done and it's in there. And then there's always, you know, it it might be 400 issues where there's discrepancy. So it's really going through those issues and trying to get to a number if possible. Um, And this also includes our tax policy. So that, that is a separate than appropriations. That usually is what can take the longest. It, it does take a long time, as it should. We did, do not need to rush this process. I mean, of course, our fiscal year starts July 1st, but we often go over that. And that's for the greater good of North Carolina so that the, the budget is physically sound. We've double, triple checked everything. And, um, you know, things also happen in the state while we might be doing a budget. You know, we saw some natural disasters this year, so budget needs to be modified. We've seen a need more for mental health for our children, for adults, for teens. So this is going to be a large budget, has large appropriations for mental health all across the state. So, it's not something that should just be done very quickly. Now, to your question about the the two-day approach, that's in our house rules. So a budget must come forward, must be available for members to read and to be public. Usually it's online first because that's the quickest way and kind of going away from the paper trail. So members get a copy of that and highlights. And then we start the actual voting debating process. So the second reading is that first day. And that's a very long day that we have, of you know, uh, Republicans going first and sharing all the work that we have created. And then the Democrats speak and they spoke for a long time and put forward many amendments. And then we had the vote, it was bipartisan vote, which is very good and I think, again, shows why this is a good budget it shows our commitment to north carolina
0: talking with north carolina representative trisha cotham so what about the midnight vote that took place at 1201 friday
1: the midnight vote is just so that members could go home that they didn't want to have to stay and do something on a friday midday it was just over with get it done that was the majority vote in the Um, On the Republican side, I don't prefer the midnight votes at all, but that's just the the nature of it. And then after we've passed it, and then the Senate passes theirs, the governor has 10 days to sign or veto the budget. And he at first was throwing out that he might veto it, even though the biggest thing in this budget is Medicaid expansion, which he and the Democrats have talked about for years the importance of this. So Republicans put it in there, funded it, and Democrats voted against it. And Cooper has said he is not going to sign this budget, but will allow it to become law. So in about, we're probably around day seven right now, the budget will become law in North Carolina. And it is a um, long, tedious process. It's not what you might hear in the media or in small groups it, it really takes a tremendous amount of effort and it is uh, 611 pages um, it's a very heavy document i think my son said he's going to take it in the show's classmates um, but it's pretty heavy and you know even if you make one adjustment to the tax policy for example you have to shift the entire package And I I made a change in the tax policy and advocated so that breast pumps for new moms would not be taxed. We don't tax other durable medical equipment, but there was a tax in there to tax breast pumps, and I fought hard to take that out. It was taken out, but that also causes a little bit of a time delay, even something that simple. So I, I hope that gives you just a very big overview of it. Of course, on another show, we can go into greater detail.
0: North Carolina representative Trisha Cotham, who was so generous with her time tonight, joining us for three full segments to talk all things budget, all the ins and all the outs and everything that seems to be associated with it, including the hot news about the casinos and the teachers pay. I really, really do appreciate you joining us tonight. I'm sure our listeners do as well. And Pretty soon, I'm going to need to get you in studio for a full hour, which is where you used to be with me back in the day.
1: That would be great, Brett. I really appreciate you having me on and just giving a general overview. And when I come to your show, I think I'll um, carry in that 611-page budget so we can go through it line by line. Uh, But always a pleasure to be with you, and thank you so much.
0: There you have it. North Carolina Representative Tricia Cotham who I said this earlier, was named as the second most famous politician in North Carolina, just barely behind Governor Roy Cooper. And she is by far the most famous female politician in North Carolina and by far the most famous Republican politician in North Carolina. I mean, people obviously know Tim Moore and Berger, but they're not in the news constantly like Tricia Cotham seems to be. And so for her to take the time and join me like she did tonight, for three full segments to talk about the budget. That's really, really nice on her part, so I really do appreciate it. And if you missed any part of tonight's interview, the entire thing will be posted on WBT.com, so make sure you go there for all of it. Okay, so look, when we come back, let's talk a little bit of football. How about CMS fights at high school games? And let's talk about the Carolina Panthers and what happened over the weekend in Seattle. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.